That's where we went. That's where I went. We sound like fucking teenage boys that know nothing about vaginas and I don't know. Yeah, this is... Have you ever listened to the Apecast? We've always sounded like that. No, those guys are idiots. Why would I listen to the Apecast? That's true. That's uh, that's fair. That's a fair. That's a fair assessment. <laughs> they can't even record an episode. I mean, these they guys can't even are record a fucking retarded. episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Don Hall, and I'm David Himmel, and this is the Literate Apecast. uses bad words. If you don't like bad words, maybe shouldn't listen to it. <laughs> All right, David Hemmel. Um, I just want to share the fact that we have now had this conversation <laughs> for motherfucking times i am so sick of talking about we we yeah yeah we we've recorded this we've we've tried to record this goddamn podcast because we've had some issues with the recording app that we traditionally use it is crashing it happened to me twice last week it's, we're now recording in the morning it just happened to you so we're going to we i mean at least we've got a refined conversation yeah. So I, let's get into it. All right. You, sir, are going to be, I mean, maybe we're just bored with this cut subject, but it's, I still think it's interesting. <laughs> As, I still think it's an interesting subject, but at I, this point, I don't give a shit no, anymore. No, this, this is such an important about conversation. About you having a second child. I don't care anymore. I but, like, fuck, but you man. know what? Our listeners do care, and they need to know how we feel about me having another kid, about where I'm at in the process. Okay. All right. right. Well, that's all right. So where would, this is my question. Where would our listeners be the, without knowing what I'm without going knowing? Through? Well, if you that's not if you how do they get up the and go to work five, in the morning? I don't understand. Five years of the ape cast, you're going to get plenty of David Himmel, father to be, young father, new father, father. I don't give a shit, father. <laughs> you know, you get you, you kind of get a, a there's a there's a linear progression from I'm scared. To I don't give a shit. That is just it's yeah. one of the best things I've ever heard in my life. So it's the, it's the hero's here, journey. Yeah, it is. The I am Luke journey. Skywalker. You <laughs> are Luke Skywalker, and you no longer now you're just going to drink blue milk out of a tin, yeah. and that's what give you're going to do. Not give I'm, a shit. I'm throwing you're, lightsabers over my shoulder. I'm. Yeah, you just fuck off is what you're doing, and so all right. So here is I will set up the question for a fourth time. I live in Nevada, and in Nevada, at least until the end of August, um, and in Nevada, we have lots of what they call doomsday preppers. Mm-hmm. And these are those dudes that have like a bunker and like a black and white TV that still somehow, amazingly, when they go in the bunker, the black and white TV is still like showing stuff from the 60s. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, it's like Walter Cronkite is still alive, apparently, right, in he's- the bunker. <laughs> you know, it's nuts. And they have like, can you know cans of chipped beef and fucking you know like Fritos and Twinkies because Twinkies never age. Yeah, blocks of know, cheese and then they have bottles of water. Of cheese, yeah. government cheese, government yeah, cheese. The big, the and big then, thick blocks. Then, yeah, yeah, and then a whole wall of like ammunition and fucking AK forty sevens and, and shit. Playboys. You shouldn't have and play and a lot of fucking yeah. Playboys. 
you know, and a big top loader VCR with like old <laughs> pornography. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's what's going on. So I, while having a second child is not a doomsday scenario, there is a certain amount of preparation. Yeah. So I'm curious, um, aside from the fact that your wife's, you know, coos is going to be all flappy and loose God. after. <laughs> Jesus. You know, because she's, cause she's pushing a bowling ball out of her juice. That's what she's doing. It's like her no, tot I, is yeah, like no, it's I, small, I, and then it gets big, and then the head. I mean, you know, I, mean, I know, it's elastic, I know what happened. So it's yeah. I'm just I saying. Just, but aside from that, what are you doing to prepare? You got a, like a to-go bag. You have uh, a plan. <laughs> I, you got a penis pump so your dick will I, hit the walls again. Hit the walls? What are you? T- oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Stop. <laughs> No, I got her a dehydrator for it to shrink it back up. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is... <laughs> I swear to God, the first version of this conversation was the best one. Now we're just off the fucking rails. Oh, yeah, well, now it just gets more filthy and weird. And, and yeah, stupid, it's like, yeah. Everybody would have everybody loved the first like <laughs> 20 minutes of the first conversation, but now it's just like, all right, what the fuck? Let's talk about Katie's uh, pussy. That's just not oh cool. Oh, my but God. Okay. That's where we, sound, we went. That's we where sound I sound like fucking teenage boys that know nothing about vaginas and I don't know. Yeah, this is... Have you ever <laughs> listened to the Apecast? We've always sounded like that. No, those guys are idiots. Why would I listen to the Apecast? That's true. That's uh, that's fair. That's a fair That's a fair assessment. <laughs> they can't even record an episode. I mean, these They can't guys even are record fucking a fucking retarded. episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, I say, yeah, we're... <laughs> We're all prepped for the kid to come. Um, I've got I've got my my go bag. My phone is charged. My computer is charged. Um, the sails are ready on the boat. Um, I've got a bit of gas in the engine. Uh, so yeah, when when she goes into labor, I'm gonna hop on the boat and head north up to Canada. And uh, yeah, it'll it'll be great. You're gonna be like Nick Cannon. You go to Canada, impregnate a couple of women there, then that- take the boat to Brazil, <laughs> yeah. have another kid, or Herschel Walker, just lots of secret children. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that's cool. I got to spread my seed, Spread man. that seed. Yeah. Spread that seed, baby. Yeah, procreate. Well, everybody talks about this. Everybody talks about how the women have a biological clock. Did I ever tell you the story about Melissa? I, I can't remember her last name. Was it? She was this woman I dated. Etheridge. And, yeah, yeah, this is Melissa Etheridge. Um but in Chicago, and I dated her, and like our, I think it was like our fourth date. I think it was like our fourth date was her birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took her to a cool little restaurant, and I got her. You know, I mean, we, it was fourth date, so it's not like I'm going to get her. A, you did tell me, yeah, but a fucking yeah, desk or a goddamn computer or something, you know. But I got, I can't remember what I got her, but it was nice and some flowers. And, you know, wait a minute, happy wait birthday. a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> it was her birthday, so you got her a gift. I don't know. It wasn't a desk or a computer. Is that what you yeah, just said? Yeah, it wasn't said? like a big. It wasn't like a big, a big present. It wasn't like here's like a, a cool desk? big present. It was. Why well, is that? I mean, I mean look, you know. I'm, we've talked about this. I'm not good at gifts. You've witnessed that. We have talked about this at length. But a desk—that's your like default big present. Do you rem- example? Do you remember? I, I know it's been. I know it's been a minute. But do you remember who I was married to for seven and a half years? Yeah. If it wasn't pragmatic and she didn't ask for it, I couldn't buy her anything romantic. When I bought her romantic shit, she gave it away to people. <laughs> she would like re-gift. It's like, I got you this really <laughs> romantic thing that I thought I was going to get. I bought her a fuck. She wanted a vanity, which is basically a, a girl's desk you yeah. know, with 
mirrors and shit. Like a really cool Bluetooth thing with like all the, because she wanted a vanity. So I bought her one and it, it literally sat in the box. She didn't even open it up. She was like, what the fuck is this? At what, our, the first gift I got her was she wanted a camera. She wanted like a really nice camera. And this yeah. is before phones could take better pictures and cameras. So I, I went, they dropped $700 on like a camera kit with like all the lenses mm-hmm. and a tripod and all the shit. It sat in the closet. It sat in the fucking closet. That's infuriating. Well, I mean, I mean, that's thing. But so it's her gift. Yeah, so that's why. Do, yeah. That's why I say a desk or a laptop or so. You know, it's like some paper clips, whatever. So anyway, I got Here's this a gift Melissa. card to Office Depot. Happy birthday! Exactly. Happy birthday. That's you know the gift card thing. Finally, you know, I guess that's when you knew I stopped trying anymore. When it was just like, all right, fuck, I just get you a gift card. I just get, yeah, I should just get Katie ink cartridges and just be done with it. Yeah, like, yeah, you know. exactly. Just like yeah, you want them, you need them. Let's yeah, you're see, gonna use some them. duct tape. Yeah, right. here's some duct tape. Knock yourself out. Um, but no, Melissa, I got her a present, and uh, and so we sat down at the thing, and you know, I'm trying to be. You know, it's like, hey, I know I'm going to have sex because it was the fourth date. So I'm sure we're, you know, and, uh, and, and so I'm like, so what do you want? What do you, what do you wish for? What's your birthday wish? And she reaches down in her bag and she pulls out. It's basically like a, a photo book. Of desks. No, of babies. And she starts flipping through and it's just pictures of just random who's, fucking babies. It's, who's babies? It's like- her. Just book babies she clipped out of books and picked magazines. I don't know. But it was like a collage book of fucking babies. That's and I and I looked creepy. at her. Why well, not? And I looked at her and said, uh, huh. You know, and I still wanted to have sex, so I didn't want to be a complete dick, you know, because if I was a complete dick, then uh, maybe would... I'd have to jerk off. But yeah. <laughs> I, I said, What what the what 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 is what is that? And she said, Well, what I want is a baby. And I went, like my baby? And she said, "Well, we'll have to see." Oh my god! And I went, "Could could we get could we get past like date six before we have that conversation?" And she was ready to have the conversation, and uh, and, and so she went into, "You just don't understand because you're a man." Sure. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? What the ha- what does that have anything to do? She goes, "The biological clock." And I went. So you're saying that because you're a woman, your biological clock says you must have a baby. You're feeling the ovulation. You're feeling that ache mm-hmm. in your womb. I said, and she said, yeah. And I said, well, you know, men have a biological clock as well. She goes, no, they don't. I said, absolutely they do. Women have the, I want to have lots of babies. Men have the, I want to impregnate as many women as possible. I want to fuck everything that moves. That's the biological clock of the male of the species. I said, you know, the fun thing is I'm a grown man. So I don't have to go with my baser instincts and make an excuse that that's why I fuck every woman so I don't fuck every woman. I fuck the women that I'm dating. And so the whole, it's a biolog, you just want a baby because you want a baby. But don't yeah. blame it on your biology. And, you know, we, we did make it past date six. I think we dated, I think we probably dated for a couple of months. And then, uh, so how, I think she dumped me. But so I can't how, how is your, I was dumped or she, how is your kid doing these days? Do you still talk to them? I don't talk to any of the children that I have. No. I don't even know. Okay. Them. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're out there. That was nice I mean, you to give her a baby, though, for her birthday. Hey, according according to the Catholics, uh, every time I jerk off in a sock, there's going to be a baby. So I got sock babies fucking everywhere. <laughs> sock babies. <laughs> oh, God. 
So, I don't think I've right, ever so, jerked off into a sock. Well, I didn't jerk off into a sock. I jerk off and then I use the sock to, to you know, mop up the mung. God damn it. This is a terrible episode. <laughs> oh, I, no, I'm actually what? having a great time. What are we talking about? All right. So, all right. Well, let's just move. You're, well, one of the things that, I, that I know you, you... The mung. Uh, you know, That's hey, what we should I'm name the kid. one of those moves. Munghead. This is... Munghead, this is what you get when you have an ape cast with me in the morning. Yeah. In the morning, I got, I'm full. I'm full of uh, everything that I can come out of my mouth. I have no filter. By the time we usually record, I've had a full day, so I'm a little bit tireder. Yeah. I'm a little tireder? There you go. I'm a little more tired. Um, yes, I'm a writer. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, but now, now your, your <laughs> brain is working at its A game. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm 100%. This oh, is yeah. when I get my best writing done is in the morning because I just can come up with all kinds of horrible things to say. It's yeah. great. Yeah. It's awesome. So, uh, but one of the things you were talking about, and you've said this four times already, but that you were a little concerned about the second child because uh, your reaction to the second child well, is sort of like, eh, been there, done that. It's, yeah. I Talk mean, about I, that. You know, when Harry was, was coming, it was, it just, it felt more urgent and it was it was you know i we were obviously very different people then but I, you know I, I i was in a dark place during katie's first pregnancy um you know and i'm i'm not in a dark place anymore and i've you know kind of been through it but yeah this one just feels like okay yeah whatever Get here when you get here. Your your room's ready. I don't know. Whatever. Like it's, well, like, and it, I feel it, terrible about that because I like I don't think that when the kid actually gets here that I'm gonna be indifferent to, to him. I hope I'm not. I, I'm sure no, I don't. I, there's I'm no not way you will. There's yeah. no way you will. Well, it's, it's like, one it of the just things feels I said, very uh, whatever. Been there, done that. Okay. Well, <laughs> and it's it's like I said earlier when we fucked up the recording, um, I think it's fascinating. I think it's just more honest because I know you kind of feel guilty about feeling like this, but I actually think most parents, you know, the whole mythology of, oh, the baby came out and smiled at me and I heard Christmas music is bullshit. You know, it's like, okay, it's you look at your babies as a, as a task. It's sort of like, I got to get this done. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, I see the baby. I kind of have an idea. It's about protecting. It's about the feeding. You know, it's, oh, oh, oh I've got this task. You've already done the task. Mm-hmm. So now this is another child. And, it, and while this child will be completely different than Harry, because that's just, I mean, that's just yeah. how kids are. Yeah. The task of, of having the baby is less daunting because you already know what to, you already know what's coming. For, I mean, for the most part, like unless this kid throws some serious curveballs, like, you know, if they're sick, you know, again, you know, knock wood, but like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like we pretty much know how it's, how it's going to play out and yeah, it'll be different and we'll roll with the punches. But that's the thing is like, we've rolled with the punches before because we had no idea what to expect with yeah. Harry and we've rolled with the punches and figured it out. And, you know, it's weird now, like all the baby stuff is out again, like went into the garage and the basement and dusted off the old baby swings and the high chairs and, um, you know, the, the bottles are up on the, the sink counter, you know, ready to the sink counter, the kitchen counter. The sink. Yeah. Whatever. The sink counter. It's uh, it's a new thing that they have in Chicago. It's called the sink counter. Sink counter. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like it. I like it. It's where you store your bottles of Malort. 
keep those handy by the sink counter. <laughs> um, yeah, so like it's, but it, you know, all the baby shit is there, and it's just kind of like I, I look at it, and I'm like, why is this stuff out? Like, we don't. Ha- <laughs> Harry doesn't need there's a bottle no oh, because there's another baby coming, and they need bottles. And <laughs> because my wife didn't just get fat, she's having a right, baby. Right, she's having a baby that I yeah, presented yeah. to her when I mung mopped her insides. Jesus, with a sock, yeah, yeah, yeah with yeah. a God, what is happening? <laughs> and, <laughs> Mung mopped her insides. I, you know, uh, children uh, of mine, sons, hear me. This is your father. You know, I think I'm I think sorry. what it is is that we've got Harry. We've got Harry introducing the show now uh, on the podcast, and he does talk about bad words. So I guess maybe we're just kind of doubling down yeah. on the bad words this time. Yeah, because he does. He does promise the bad words. He does promise. That, yeah, he he presents he promises them up front. bad yeah. words. There's a so guarantee. It, you know. Yeah, we made a guarantee, so we gotta, we gotta, you know, I mean, yeah. we gotta, we gotta absolutely up our game. Anyway, all right. So one of the things I found, I found something, and I want to ask you a question about this. So I, I'm, I'm, and we've tried this four fucking times. So let's see if we can <laughs> actually get it right. Um, the setup here's this. It's, this is what I call. It's like another one. Of, you remember in 2015 the blue dress, gold dress thing? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Where everybody, everybody saw the same picture, but everybody polarized whether yeah. it was gold or blue and then started there was what you remember the 2015 blue gold dress war where people literally came into streets and killed each other because they saw I don't the remember wrong anybody color. killing anybody but oh yeah it was I, it was it was I remember all, the intensity the of your yeah, eyes see things news. differently than mine well your eyes see things it's shut you're up you're wrong yeah. i identify as a blue dress all right <laughs> here's the setup here's the setup this is last week um senate Judiciary Committee member, cunt face, motherfucker, soggy fucking shitbag, Josh Hawley. I'm just letting you know where I stand on this. uh, Reacted Tuesday to a now viral exchange between he and a liberal University of California Berkeley professor whom he questioned for her repeated use of the identifier, and appropriate to this conversation, people with a capacity for pregnancy. During a hearing discussing responses to the Supreme Court's returning of abortion regulation to state governments. During the hearing, Hawley asked Professor Kiara Bridges if she meant to refer to women when she repeatedly used the turn of phrase. And so for a moment, I will play this for you. Professor Bridges, you said several times you've used a phrase. I want to make sure I understand what you mean by it. You've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. Would that be women? Many women, cis women, have the capacity for pregnancy. Many cis women do not have the capacity for pregnancy. Um, There are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy, as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. So this isn't really a women's rights issue. We can recognize that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive, Senator Hawley. So your view is is that the core of this, this right then is about what? So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic, um, and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing that. Wow, you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies? So I want to note that one out of five transgender uh, persons have 
attempted suicide. So I think it's important. Because of for, my line of questioning? Because, so we can't talk about it? Because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist. I'm is denying that trans people exist by asking are you? you if you're talking are you? about women are you? having pregnancies. Do you believe that the, uh, men can get pregnant? No, I don't think so. <laughs> so you are denying that trans people exist. Thank and that leads to violence. Is this how you run your classroom? Are students allowed to question you, Absolutely. or are they also treated like this? Where no, no, no. They're, they're allowed to They're at opening up people to oh, violence. We have a good time questioning. in my class. You should join. Oh, I bet. You might learn a lot. Wow, I, I would learn a lot. I've learned you, a lot I just know. in this exchange. Absolutely extraordinary. Yep. Um, and so, uh, and so, yeah. And I'm interested. What? Because right now, what I think is interesting is that there's, of course, there's think pieces, is that people on the right are basically claiming that Josh Hawley really schooled her. He owned her. And, yeah. pe and people on the left are saying, now that's how you're supposed to deal with the GOP. And I mean, everybody's claiming that this conversation was a win yeah. for their side. And I'm like, that's <laughs> fucking fascinating because I don't see it as a win for anybody. It's I not mean, a win for anybody. Right. Right. It's, you know, it's, it's. Fascinating. So, what, what what's your yeah, take on that? So, I, I mean, initially, because you know, every time, uh, cunt face, fuckhead, soggy shitbag, Josh Hawley, is that what you call them? Cunt, yeah. Yeah, it's soggy, soggy shit stain. Yeah. Soggy shit stain. Got it. Uh, let me just. Yeah, yeah, because he doesn't get to I... actually have a shit head. He's like literally a stain. Yeah. Uh, so, cunt face, fuckhead, I mean, soggy I'm shit sorry. stain. He's the worst. Yeah, yeah he he's really, a piece of he shit. He really sucks. That doesn't mean he's wrong, but he's definitely. That's a the thing. Is like every so. time that that cunt gets up there or is in the news, I'm like, okay, what's this fucking sh soggy shit stain going to say? What idiocy is he going to bring to the zeitgeist now? Okay. And normally I'm right. My assumption is correct. He does something and says something fucking stupid and terrible. Um, but this time around one, I'm not sure what the point of these hearings are and like, but he, it, it, basically, they're, they're having hearings about returning the Supreme Court. You know, we know they got rid of uh, Roe as a yeah. national thing. And they're, 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 I guess they're just having a conversation in chambers on C-SPAN talking about uh, returning abortion regulation to state governments. And she okay. was just like, uh, I'm not even sure what her expertise I mean, she's was, a professor to be somewhere, yeah. But she's a, well, I mean, you know, so I what? Think... So is Joe James. I'm not going to have him talk about abortion rights. Well, but he's not a woman. In Congress. So, you know. Oh, well, fair enough. Yeah. Well, he, he acts like a woman. I mean, but what does he identify as? Sorry, what... Com comedian. What do they identify? Well, well, then he can't comedian. be a woman. Because women yeah, aren't funny. Exactly. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Shit. So... So what's your thoughts? My thoughts are... <laughs> it feels like Cuntface was went there like looking for a soundbite or to present a soundbite that would own the libs. And Bridges was also there to provide a soundbite to own the GOP. And that's where she went wrong. Because I... Yeah. Again, I to be clear, I do not like Cuntface Holly. I, I don't either. He's it. the worst, and but... I'm and you are not a, a, a supporter of the GOP in nope. any way? Nope. But he, she jumped the shark. He was asking a question, looking for an answer that he could rip apart and get his dumb talking point. But her, like, jumping into the, uh, your your rhetoric is hateful or anti-trans or whatever she was saying there. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, 
transphobic. It transphobic. It, it wasn't transphobic. He he may have well gotten there, like in another minute. But if he was let not him get there. there yeah. yeah, he was not yeah. there yet. And I don't know what she was talking about, but she was. She just went after him, and he's like, "Wait, how is what?" And I he was right. Like yeah. she was the accusation was wrong, but she saw an opportunity to jump on it and deliver her talking point, her, you know, her moment, yeah. her, her clickbait. And she did it, but she just did it too early. <laughs> and I well, think she looked like an idiot. Very, yeah. I think she looked like an idiot. Well, I think that, well, the thing is, if you make cunt face look good, yeah, that's you've done bad. something that's terribly really wrong. Well, I gotta, I gotta tell you, cause I read, uh, since, since it went viral, they're using this video as the GOP is using this video as a fundraising uh, opportunity because I'm telling you, yeah. she is so well, and this is what I had a problem. My perspective on it was both of them. I mean, Holly has smugness. I mean, it's like, I think that's oh. actually tattooed. It's misspelled, but it's tattooed right, right on his chest. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, smug, but both of them are so fucking know-it-all smug yeah. that it, 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 it's literally the King of friends. Mm hmm trying to call out the queen of Denmark. And it's like, this isn't real people talking. That's not how real people talk, you know? And, and it, it, you know, she does not make the case because she looks so smug and so obnoxious that the fact that he's already smug and obnoxious is lost. Yeah. And so I think this is, and, and the other thing, and it's it, 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 one of the things I think is very interesting. I was reading, uh, this is in, uh, was it, is it five, 586 what is it uh, the it's they 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 they're the poll the polling thing and they're very good um but they they did uh, a whole thing on polls about the conflicting messages and the conflicting viewpoints when it comes to trans in this country mm -hmm. and that and that almost everybody i mean like an overwhelming number both republicans and democrats are completely on board for gay rights for gay marriage for you know this i mean lesbians apparently don't even exist anymore there's no such thing as a lesbian anymore um apparently um you know because that's just how you know they just don't exist but because uh, you can't because apparently lesbians are transphobic i don't i don't know i can't get too hard into the thing but most people are not on board with with the rhetoric that this is transphobic. Most people, most people like say, okay, yeah, there's biological women and then there's trans women and they're different, but they, you know, they, they, yeah. they all should be protected. But trying to conflate this is, is, is not a popular point at this point. They've yeah. not convinced enough Americans that this is the way to go. So it's, uh, it's not, it's not good for them. And I think it's fascinating that both sides feel like they won. Yeah, I mean, one what? Yeah, I don't think anybody won. I do think... <sighs> that the, the Democrat side, I guess, that's what it has to be. I don't know. But, yeah. you know, like I said, I mean, Bridges... She fucked up. She played her hand too soon. If she was looking to call him out for being transphobic, I think he would have probably gotten there. If but she he did nothing him, it, up to that point that was transphobic. Yeah. He was, he was, well, it's like, have you, have you heard, I haven't watched it cause I, I don't want to fucking, uh, I don't want to subscribe to the daily caller or whatever the fuck Ben Shapiro's yeah, uh, thing yeah. is. But Matt Walsh came out with a, he's like this super Christian fucking, I mean, he's, he's sort of like, 
He looks he looks and acts a bit like uh, Colbert did when he was doing the Colbert Report. Yeah. You know, um, you know, it's like, but he did a. Does thing, Matt Walsh uh, know that the Colbert Report was a joke? <laughs> uh, I'm sure he does, but that's not. I mean, he yeah. actually is that guy. Yeah. But he did a documentary that came out not too long ago called "What Is a Woman?" Oh, and really, what yeah. he does, it's a gotcha video where he gets a lot of people like Bridges and is having a conversation of, all right, how do you define the term woman? And you know, from the clips that I've seen the people on Bridges' side of it do not come off very well. Now, granted, he's doing it on purpose so they don't look like they're coming off, right. so you have to take it with a fucking huge salt lick. However, yeah. um, that seems to be... I mean, the, the the new Supreme Court justice, they asked her on yeah, when uh, they were confirmation asking, Yeah. What? Define a woman. Why is it so fucking hard to define a woman? Well, because if you define a woman as a biological entity, that that is a part of biology, which for fuck's sake... It is, and it has been forever, and the vast majority of people are either a man or a woman biologically. That's just kind of how it works. Um, It it causes a a rhetorical uh, Mobius strip that Mm -hmm. they can't can't quite work themselves out of, so they would prefer just not to define it at all, and that's... That's not a that's not a winning strategy, I don't think. Well, I think Don, you're being really transphobic right now, and just acknowledging that it's hard to define a woman is, is hateful rhetoric. And this is why trans people kill themselves. So I, apparently, apparently that's the case. Well, I hope they don't listen to the ape cast. Cause I would hate for somebody to kill themselves from listening to the ape cast. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Unless it was Mitch McConnell and then I'd yeah. be cool with it. But anyway, or all right. Cunt face fuckhead, soggy shit stain, Josh Hawley. And now we're sack of the news. Number one, your first article, your first piece of news Quote, the West Wing is unhinged. The January 6th committee had another hearing, and we got to hear about a fucking all-night scream fight and Michael Flynn getting up, and then the guy, other guy saying, sit the fuck down, and I mean, just like a, like a shit show. Rudy Giuliani calling Wing. everybody pussies. Yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. So, so what, mean, what's your take on that? And? Like... <laughs> Yes, you put a bunch of fucking lunatics in a room where they're stressed and losing a fight. They're gonna un- they're gonna become unhinged. This is what happens when this is what happens. I think it's fantastic, and I I, I the thing that it that you know the news or you know all of us keep coming back to is, but is this going to change any hearts and minds or make it clear that Donald Trump and his gang of idiots are dangerous and stupid and problematic to be running the government. Uh, You know, I mean, all these evangelical Christians who don't like bad words and all that shit, but they're like, oh no, fine. The drunk Giuliani who masturbates to himself while his face is melting (laughs) off of his head, calling everybody pussies in the West Wing. No, totally fine. Fucking go for it. That's, that's good. That's good. Does he no, pray yeah, at church? It's... No, he doesn't. Well, it's fine. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. He's not but a lib. But because so, they're, okay. better. they're better than the libtards. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Number two. Friends creator Marta Kaufman apologizes <laughs> for making friends. <laughs> Look, man, you should apologize for making the, the last six seasons of Friends because they were dog shit. But her apology, if I remember... Remembering, I, you know, breeze through the story because, okay. Um, is that there were 
I mean, this has been a critique of Friends since, like, while Friends was still on the air. Where are the black people? <laughs> and, like, isn't that kind of what it's about? And she was like, oh, I guess. Yeah, we, basically, she's like, I, I didn't should have done more than just people. Aisha Tyler. Well, and, and this, this, yeah, my, my reaction to it was like, oh, yeah, because six white people who have no black friends, well, that's just unheard it's of. It's just unheard of, yeah. Are you fucking crazy? That's the thing. There are so many white people in this country that don't have any fucking black friends. There are probably people in the Midwest who've never even seen black people except for like Denzel Washington on a movie. Well, but even if you go to New York, which is a very diverse city, there are still going to be plenty of pods of friends. Six white people, six Latino people, six black people, six Asian people that don't have any friends outside of their own race. It's just... I mean, the Golden Girls didn't have any fucking black friends. Well, the Golden Girls got canceled for a damn good reason then. Yeah. Well, the living single people didn't have any Korean friends. And that's why that show shouldn't be on the air either. And I'm glad it's gone. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, Yeah, I I just think it's the most performative bunch of nonsense. Number three, the Uvalde video released by the press. So I didn't watch this at first because I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to watch it. I don't want to see kids getting shot. Um, but apparently they don't show that part. So now I'm like, well, I'm not going to watch it. But I don't get to see the kids being shot. What's the point? Yeah, I, you know, I'm, a compl- I'm so complicated. I'm just a complicated person. It's a struggle to be me. You really are. Uh, no, You're what's, a Mobius what's, strip of I am a transphobia. Mobius, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the thing about this Uvalde thing, like... It's a lot like the Trump White House or the, J, you know, the J6 hearings, like more and more shit keeps coming about out about how dysfunctional and stupid they are. And I just wonder, like, when is it going to make a difference? The. And just when you think like it can't they can't get any more lazy or dumb or cowardly. Here they are more lazy, dumb and cowardly. I, but at least they have hand sanitizer. Yeah, that is... I mean, look, COVID's still a thing, Don. That's right. It's clean. Yeah, so, that was good. No masks, you know, but they you did don't have hand sanitizer. Look, if they ran in... Well, also those kids... Kids are gross. They have so many germs, so hand sanitizer well, is, a, is a big thing for the That's just it. Place. Because if they were to run in there, and there are kids with open wounds, and their hands are dirty, they're going to get an infection, and They're going to get the flu. Yeah, like those kids are going to be sick and probably die. Number four. I just want to set this up. Um... This is a quote from another piece. This is not the piece. After a June 2020 protest ended with a shooting, the city of Albuquerque moved fast to put a controversial Juan de Ornate statue in storage. But one year later, the city isn't that much closer to a final decision about where to put the problematic statue and the rest of the bronze figures showcased in that public art piece. Now, that was a couple years ago. This year, we just find out that Albuquerque, the city of Albuquerque, is going to unveil statues of Breaking Bad's Walter White and Jesse Pinkman. (laughs) What? Come on. True story. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) God, I did not hear that. That is awesome. That is the coolest goddamn thing I think I've ever heard. One, yes, because that show is the greatest television, second greatest television show ever made. The first, I think, is going to be Better Call Saul. We'll see how they stick the landing. 
in these last few episodes. But oh my god, yeah. But Breaking Bad, what a great show! What great characters! That that show and Better Call Saul gave Albuquerque a lot of work. It was it was beautiful. Like I mean, it just it put New Mexico in such a wonderful light. And then my God, two like fictional drug lords, crime lords. Yep. I just, I, I guess because they're fictional, it's cool. I, well, I just know? what it indicates to me is that, that maybe nationwide, if, if more of the Confederate generals had been meth dealers, yeah, they wouldn't have been canceled. Well, I mean, if we, you know, we'll see. Let's, let's see if Vince Gilligan, now that he's done with Better Call Saul, maybe he will do a show about General Lee and, uh, and it'll endear him to us. You know, Vince Gilligan's Number really five. good at making bad, bad guys look great. So, yeah. He does. He does do that. Number five. Trio charged with possessing stolen handwritten lyrics to the Eagles Hotel California. I'll give you a little more context. Instead of booking themselves into the Hotel California, three men have been charged on Tuesday for allegedly crafting a plot to sell handwritten notes and lyrics stolen from Eagles co-founder Don Henley. Valued at around a million dollars by New York officials, nearly 100 poached documents included notes and lyrics from the songs Hotel California, New Kid in Town, and Life in the Fast Lane, all from the Eagles' hit 1976 album, Hotel California. It is well documented on this podcast how much I hate that song, how much I hate Hotel California, and how much I hate a lot of Don Henley. Um, it, it, it saddens me that his stupid lyrics are worth that much money. Um, but look, man, steal that shit, sell it, make some money off that crap. Uh, Don Henley sure as shit did. So I, I would burn him. I think, I mean, just, it would make me feel better just to, even though the song is out there, I can't do anything about it. The damage is done. And it will continue to be done for the rest of time. But it would feel good to me to take those stupid lyrics and put them aflame and then piss on their ashes. That's what I would do with it. Yeah, I love doing Rorschach news where I just like start finding things that I know are going to set you <laughs> off. That's half my that's half my fun. It's like, here's some news, but here's stuff that's going to set you off. And here is the final article. Amazon gives ring videos to the police without the owner's permissions, and Google hands mountains of location data to the FBI. Wait, so Amazon is giving ring videos? Yeah, like the ring. Oh, the, the ring. ring. I'm like, I'm thinking the ring, like the horror film. Oh, no, no, like the doorbell, yeah, like the I, fucking Amazon doorbell. yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, okay. they're, they've, been giving, they've been giving, I mean, it's like in terms of like privacy rights, if Amazon's got your information, they're going to fucking hand it over to the authorities if they ask for it. And Google is literally giving, I mean, we're talking just mountains of location data, like not just location data of like where you are now, but where you've been for the last 10 years of your fucking life. They oh, have God, that. I would love and to know where I've been, been the giving, last 10 years of my life. And they've been giving that to the FBI. And so these private companies are now Is it just like willy-nilly? Or is it like, hey, no, the FBI, FBI, we've got FBI this... Said, 
Or the FBI is asking the FBI, for specific The FBI things. is like, give us. They're not. That's the thing is, it's not warranted. There's no warrants. Oh, it's that's the thing. Yeah. There's no warrants. It's literally the cops saying, "Hey, Amazon, you know, we've got this guy that we suspect of a thing." Can you show us his doorbell videos? And they just give it to him. There's no due process. There's no, like, hey, we're going to give your videos from your ring thing to the cops, you know. So, you know, just be prepared. Wow. You know, I need to check all the, the settings. All the pe- I'm just telling you, man. It's like the, 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 the big corporations are just saying, fine, we're going to surveil oh. your life. And we're going to let the government have all that information. I mean, I, see, it's shit like this that... The crazies want to stock up on guns because the government's... Cr- it's, it, it is shit like this. This kind of surveillance is nothing new. The privacy is not a thing. It's it's not. It's Since the internet, since Google figured it out, since Amazon figured it out, Facebook, whatever, all of them, it's not a thing. You can adjust your privacy settings and do the best you can, but it's kind of like living with Hotel California. I will do everything I can not to put that song on myself, but it's always going to be there and I'm always going to hear it. Google is always going to give our shit away. The government's always going to want to surveil us. We're just, we are living in Hotel California and it fucking sucks. But what are you going to do about it? There are six things you should do this week. My first thing this week, um, in honor of Albuquerque making an incredible artistic choice, uh, is to watch Better Call Saul. The final episodes are on AMC right now. Are you caught up with this? Because I, I... No. I need to talk to, I I'm need waiting, to find somebody who's watching it because okay. I need to talk some well, shit the, through. The thing, look, here's how, and I've kind of figured this out for myself, is like certain shows I can't wait week to week. I mean, certain yeah. shows like Star Trek, Strange and Worlds, I can do that week to week. Certain shows I've got to, I've got to wait until they're all played. They're all out there. They're all available. And then I can binge them in my own time. And that's what I, I've done that with every season of A Better Call Saul. I was like, I haven't seen any of this last season. So, I can't wait for the finale to uh, end. And then, I, and then I will watch the whole fucking thing and we can talk about it. I'm not going to do spoilers, but I just, I have to just quickly talk through the oh shit moments that happened in like the last two episodes. So there was the episode in May where like a huge thing happened that was a holy fuck uh, yeah. moment. Do, do then, not spoil it for me. I'm I mean, not you going can. to. It's out there. And no, we no. always spoil shit on this show, nope. so I don't mind. I'm going to respect, I'm going to be res- respectful. And not spoil Fuck it for off. you. Wow. This, th- this first episode back now that came out last Monday answers a couple of questions in Breaking Bad of like the connection. Uh, like it's subtle, but like you're like, oh, okay, that's how they work this that's in how or this whatever. Works. Yeah. But there's also a revelation that is just like when I go back to watch Breaking Bad every time that. I'm watching it in this scene when those scenes are there. I'm just going to be thinking that's just fucked up. Like it's just, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. It's just so fucking wild. It's so good. All the right, show is all just right. so good. Yeah. Well, better. So yeah, it is, it is, it is. Yeah. It, I completely agree. But yeah, I've avoided this season cause I don't wait until it's done. So then I can just enjoy the meal on my own time because that's yeah. how I've watched every, every season of better call Saul. That's how I've done it because that's how I watched Breaking Bad. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't watch Breaking Bad until it was done. I didn't even know. Everybody was like, "Oh, it's so fucking good," and I was like, "Yeah, I'm not that interested." And then I went, you know, it's all there. Yeah, let's just fucking watch it. Yeah, and then I fucking just ate it like it was, you know, soup. My first <laughs> thing, I don't even know what that meant. 
Um, like a sour patch uh, worm. Yeah, like a, a sour patch a, worm. A soup bowl full of sour patch worms. Absolutely. Um, you know, that's a callback to uh, something that we didn't end up Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's hysterical. God damn My it. first thing is, uh, it was surprised me. It's on HBO Max. It is Oscar Isaac in The Card Counter. Hmm, okay. And, you know, the thing about it was, it's like, I've seen plenty of Vegas shows, and I like Oscar Isaac, um, but I didn't really... I didn't, yeah, I didn't really like, oh, this sounds like a great show. It's another, it's another Vegas story. I've kind of had three years of Vegas stories. Like what, you know, this is something I'm really just just that jammed about. And then I noticed, um, I noticed that it was written and directed by Paul Schrader. I went, oh, fuck me. Who's Paul Schrader? Taxi driver. Oh, Exactly. And I was like, oh, and it was executive produced, produced by Martin Scorsese. I went, what the fuck is this card counter? I'm not going to tell you too much, but what I'm going to tell you is, yes, he is a card counter. He does make his <laughs> okay. living. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, it's the, it, the actual cards. He plays blackjack, counts the cards. He goes around all these non Vegas casinos, but what makes, and not, this is all I'm going to tell you, because you figure this out pretty quickly. He learned to count cards. Because he was one of the guards in Abu Ghraib caught torturing people. That's all I'm going to tell you. Ooh. And I am telling you, this is one goddamn good movie. It is so well written. Tiffany Haddish is a revelation. It's so good. So, okay. The and card counter. It's on Just, HBO, right? It's on H HBO Max. Yep. It, it's really fucking good. All right. Uh, my next thing is a read. Uh, this is in... Uh, what is it? The Atlantic. God, I love The Atlantic. Uh, it's by David French. The Constitution isn't working, and the Supreme Court can't fix it by itself. That's a fun little... <laughs> fun little read for when you're on the toilet. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is exactly what you want. Well, uh, and once you've read that, and you feel like shit and wanting to, you know, like, <laughs> poke your eyeballs out um, with one of the socks that you mung in um i want you to go to netflix and i want you to watch bill burr live at red rocks now here's the thing i thought was interesting because i love bill burr yeah but also in breaking is, bad yeah his shtick is it's and he you know he hits the same points you know um but what's really interesting about this and that's why i think you'll appreciate it as well is he he gets very he talks, I don't want to get too much into it, but he does his jokes. But then about the second half of the special, he talks about a time he did mushrooms and he'd never done any psychedelic drugs. And then suddenly he's, he's, he finds himself surrounded and almost enveloped by this feeling of loneliness and that he will never be loved. And he doesn't know what it's all about. And it becomes this very therapeutic moment. And mm. in the show, he really kind of reveals some stuff of himself. And it's like, it's funny, you know, against Bill Burr. Yeah. But there, it, it, it's just like, he, he got up here in front of a 400 billion people in Red Rocks outside in the fucking desert and kind of gave them a piece of him in a real therapeutic way. I really, you know, it wasn't the, it's not the funniest of his specials, but it is by far, I feel like I know him better and I like him because of that. So how is this therapeutic stand up? different than Hannah Gadsby's therapeutic stand-up. Oh, because this is funny. Ah. Uh, yeah, it's really funny. Okay. 
I mean, I found my I found myself as opposed to Hannah Gadsby, where I I literally I, I licked I looked while watching either of her specials. I looked a little bit like Jack Nicholson after the lobotomy in Cuckoo's Nest, mm. just sort of like. Eh. This one, I actually looked like like I was paying attention and I was laughing, and so that's the difference. I mean, this kind of rhetoric, Don, is really um, autistic, yeah, autistic phobic, um, yeah. lesbian phobic, Australian yeah. woman phobic. Like I, I'm afraid. Apparently, I'm afraid of everything. Yeah, you're there. You go. Awful. I'm phobic. Uh, my I'm phobic. <laughs> uh, my last thing to do this week. Uh, I have I. I think I've mentioned this since the, the third season came out. <clears throat> and if I have, uh, then just fucking watch it already. Uh, it's on Apple Plus TV <laughs> for all mankind. You have mentioned that at least three times at this it's a, point. It's, yeah, all right. But I you mean, really like it. I do. And it's like, the thing is, is it, it, it's not like super great television. Like it's not Better Call Saul. No, it's yeah, but, but it's, it's, it's but it's, it's cool. Space it's a great shit. experiment, and it's yeah, fucking, it's a great experiment, and, and it's cool. Like the, the history of it, because like it's an alternate America, an yeah. alternate world that they're living in, because it all began in the first episode of the first season when mm-hmm. Russia landed on the moon first, and that changed the trajectory of everything. Of everything. So yeah. that's the fun part, and then like just the space shit is cool. So it's, it's NASA fan fiction, is what it is. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And my final thing is a listen. I don't know if you listen to Blocked and Reported. It's a podcast by Katie Herzog and Jesse Single. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, basically what it is, it's, it's they, they criticize and, and poke fun of. They're very funny, actually. Um, poke fun of uh, the media and Internet culture. And, and, okay. and so it's called Blocked and Reported. And the episode is episode 122 entitled Enjoy Your Death Trap, Ladies. Um, They did a story about Mina's, I don't know Mina, Mina's Cafe in New York. I think, no, Philadelphia. I can't remember what it was, but it was Major City. And it was basically a story of the very sensitive, and I don't want to sound transphobic because they weren't trans, but I don't want to sound queerphobic either, but they were self-described non-binary and queer and black and all that stuff. And basically the workers decided that the two women, and I think one of the women was trans, but the two women that were running the coffee shop um, were not sensitive to the workers' rights. Mm. And, and, and what they don't understand is that's not how workers' rights work. Yeah. Okay. Your feelings aren't about workers' rights. That's about labor and about wages <laughs> and about taxing. That's what that's what workers' rights are. So they basically demand to these two women that own the thing that they give them the business, that they turn the business over to the workers. What? And the two women, the two women are so woke that they decide they're going to do that. What? Except for except for the building is owned by one of their Korean mother, and the Korean mother was like, fuck you. And so she sold the building and closed down the sh- shop, which is hysterical. <laughs> the episode, so they did that, but episode 122 is about a bar, a lesbian bar in, uh, in Oregon, I think, called... Uh, Jonathan Richmond song? Docs Marie, yeah, Docs Marie, but basically they have this again in one of these things where it's like they 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 decided they were from New York, they went, I think it's Oregon, I think it's Portland, but they decided there's no lesbian bars here, there's so many in New York, 
there's no lesbian bar here. We're going to open this lesbian bar and make it a really cool hub for a safe space. They hire a bunch of people um, and then they open an opening night. They have an opening night. It goes very well. The very next day, the executive chef and the general manager that they hired quit and have all of their staff meet them at another gay bar so that they can say that it's workers' rights and they want to they they demand that they were inappropriate and there was water damage, some other shit. Oh and God. so they demand they demand that the owner turn the business over to them. And uh and, and it's just like and just like like I said, Jesse and, and Katie are very funny about it, but it they really dig into the specifics. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? These wow. people don't understand the concept of unionization. It's like, we're going to unionize. No, you, th- there's a process to unionizing, and it has to have specific criteria. And you don't like the owner because she hugged you too much is not <laughs> a labor issue. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so that is my third thing. Um, I really like, uh, I really like uh, Blackton Report. I find them very entertaining. I'll so. check it out. And that's, and that's the show. We actually got this recorded. F- fuck me. Good for us. We got it recorded. It's that's nuts. I. We should celebrate. You know, I'm gonna go get a sock. Like taking a. Na- <laughs> <laughs> you can listen to the Literate Ape Cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast, Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. <laughs>